I know I'm not getting barbecue from Steve. I get barbecue only from you, Matt. Okay? (laughs) Matt's barbecue brings all the girls to the yard. (laughs) What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. (laughs) Can you whistle blowing out? Yeah. It sounds just the same as mine. But when I'm whistling into a microphone... face. Oh, do it again. Steve just said he likes my whistle blowing face. It's a funny face that you make when you're trying to whistle. <laughs> yeah, like your nostril, one nostril will flare. And your chin like does like this thing. Both of them. Now I feel like I need to go watch myself whistle. <laughs> you won't be able to whistle because you'll be laughing. Your I'm whistle never face. whistling again. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I'll still whistle even if I look funny. Yep. <laughs> Somebody commented the other day. I had mentioned, I think it was on a solo podcast, that I've never really liked the sound of my voice. Like growing up, I had a hard time listening to my own voice. I think we all do. Do we all? I did. And now I think it's really I funny did growing because up, it doesn't bother me now. Yeah, it doesn't bother me now. Yeah, I just always remember. I remember hearing my voice for the first time and it recorded. Sound I'm the like, way you think what? That's how I sound. Yeah, it's weird. And yeah. now I just, I mean, I host podcasts and get interviewed on tons of podcasts. Does our voice and... sound different getting recorded on this technology versus on a cassette tap tape? Cassette tap? Cassette tap. <laughs> I don't know. In <laughs> the late 80s. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably just a little bit different. So, yeah. That's cool. I was explaining to Jalen the other day. Cassette tapes? Cassette tapes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I had to explain to my boyfriend about cassette tapes. <laughs> And how you used to, (laughs) how you used to like wait, eagerly await for your favorite songs to come on the radio. And then as soon as they started, you like run over there and hit record (laughs) to record your song. And you always got like the first, you know, you got the last couple words of the radio announcer saying like, and here's our top 30, whatever from... Bonnie Raitt, you know? Yeah. I well, never did that. You never did that? What? I never recorded songs off of the radio. Really? What's wrong with me? It was like, the reason, I don't know what brought this up, but I was just thinking like, you know, the things that Penny's into as a 13, almost 14 year old that she's like uh-huh. super passionate about and they're just like, her like favorite things about being a teenager, like that was it for me. Like yeah. for me and my peers, it was just... <laughs> And then do you like, remember? Oh my gosh, you got that on cassette? You recorded it? Oh. So were you a CD burner? I was a CD burner. Sure was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just think it's really funny, Steve, as a boyfriend, he has to explain cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> as do I. That's yeah. an age gap. That's a real there. thing. Yeah. But they were like on their way out when we were teenagers. How did Jalen get his music then? I'm. He would have been downloading, he would have been iPad, iPod he, age, wouldn't he? I think he was CD. I don't know. He probably said, but. Yeah, but I mean like CDs, iPods, well, like that was Maybe he was kind a CD burner. Jalen, please let him. us know. Yeah, why didn't you bring him? 
He's Maybe working. we need to have Jalen on again soon. I fully intend on bringing him the times that I come to record if he's available. Okay. Bring him when he's available. But he's working. Please. Hmm. I miss Jalen. Although I did get to so talk now to I'm him curious. I'm, I'm curious to hear Steve's um, perspective of what he feels like Penny's into right now as a teenager. Yeah. What do you think Penny's into? Super into volleyball. She is into volleyball. Super into hair. Curly but not crunchy. Curly yeah. but not crunchy. <laughs> And, the beach vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah. And all about fashion. All things fashion. She loves clothes. I don't know where she gets that from. She loves shoes. Very specific shoes. Yes. There are cool shoes <laughs> and there are not cool shoes. <laughs> I don't own any cool shoes. Nope, according you don't. to Penny. I own the $40 knockoffs of the cool shoes. That's correct. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> 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 That's why she go. insisted we get you a Vans gift card for your birthday. Mm. Which I still haven't spent. I figured you haven't. I'm the worst of gift cards. I still have a stack of gift cards this big in my glove box in the Mazda. That's like my fantasy. To just have a ton of gift cards. <laughs> That's your fantasy? Not that type of fantasy. Gift Not a fetish. sexual <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> but you're like, just gonna go. going to give her some underwear with oh, gift cards gosh. on them. <laughs> <laughs> But just like go spend a whole bunch of gift cards in one day. I just always forget to use them. That's I've why you had... just go spend them in one day. Just take that stack. That is your daily intention. And just pick a day and go spend your gift cards. It's really okay. fun. I don't think Steve could do it. I think uh, I, I think you'd feel like so lavish. Like so lavish. Yeah, I'm doing this I would all get, in one day. You know, some wrenches from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> And some vans, uh, pizza from Mod. Well, and he said free his... crepe and a milkshake at Reed's Dairy. My mom gives me My a Reed's Dairy is... gift well, card every best. year for Father's Day. So, to explain have, to our listeners, I have three of them <laughs> from the last three years. Steve said he has a stack this big. He took his index finger and his thumb and add like three inches in between it. Yeah. And he's got a stack that big That's in his a... Mazda. <laughs> It just got bigger. It got bigger. Now yeah. it's getting bigger. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift card erection. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Matt took it there. He always does. We know Steve can't because Steve's the prude amongst us, even though he's not the prude. Yeah. <laughs> but he tries to be prude in front of Only among certain ever. crowds. Yeah. <laughs> With us, you're a prude. Yeah. Like, and our maybe, world of listeners. Maybe that should be the topic tonight. <laughs> Gift card Steve's erection. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I went two different directions there with that. Oh, yeah. Which one were you thinking? But why I feel why I'm a prude around you guys. Oh, maybe we should discuss this. Yeah, let's. Do as it. our topic. <laughs> no, for the I really night. don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> really curious though why like when we get in this setting just come on that's okay like, okay fine okay fine we know so i just feel like i have to be on my best behavior with y'all <laughs> yeah great where he's gonna get so in trouble interesting <laughs> 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 yep you're gonna get in trouble with matt yeah and matt will yell at me with, at the dinner table yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay <laughs> um so we're going to answer a question. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. What is happening? Nothing. 
you two are making eyes at each other, and I don't know what it's about. <laughs> we're just enjoying recording again. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> what are you saying? We're going to answer a listener's question tonight that was sent in. And as a reminder, if you have a question for us that you want us to answer, go to the show notes, and there's a form there. It'll take you less than a minute to fill out. It just tells us if you want us to use your name. Remember when yes we or no. did Instagram Lives? Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And it also just has a spot for you to put your question. That's it. So you can go fill that out. I've been checking it. I actually pay attention, you guys. I'm on it. And also, while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Go go leave, leave us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. That'd be amazing. Helps us. And just a reminder, we read all of them. We do. Yeah. I don't read all of them. I send you most of the good ones. You send them to me? I guess I haven't in a long time. I only hear what we say on this podcast. Mm, well, we've read a lot of them. We've probably read like half of them. I guess you do send me some. It's just been a minute. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. So leave Steve a nice review so I can send him <laughs> some joy in his day. <laughs> As he's spending his gift cards lavishly. <laughs> <laughs> Make Steve's day even more lavish by writing a nice review. <laughs> oh, I have gift cards for bowling at Big Al's. From their grand up, grand opening. Grand opening? Like <laughs> That was like 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> I doubt that's even good I anymore. I really want to see if they'll How let me use them. How are you still holding on to that? Well, they've just been in my gift card stack in my glove box. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they were in From, the Veloster? three cars ago. <laughs> that is hilarious. So what car did they start in? It probably was the Veloster, actually. I was just trying to think of what car I would have had back then. It was when I managed the courtyard which is why I got invited because of some connection there. And that's when I was driving the Veloster. So yeah. The Veloster. Veloster. Okay. Okay. Can we continue on now? Yes. Sure. <laughs> One of the questions we got asked is about our relationships with our ex's extended family. Ooh. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny, I think, that we got asked this question right now because I am actually going this weekend to spend some time with Steve's family. Girls weekend. Girls weekend. And I haven't done this. I think I've done this once since we got divorced. Steve's, the women in Steve's family, they have to be like, I think, 13 or 14 and up. It must be 14. Penny's almost 14. She got invited this year and we're going. To go to the spook alley. To go to the spook alleys. They're my mom's favorite. (laughs) And it is so much fun. Because they all just get super freaked out in line. Like, they just freak each other out. Steve's family does. All of the ladies. So that by the time we get in there, we are so on edge and, like, freaking out that it's just the best time ever. Where is this? What is it called? Shelly. Shelly, Idaho. Oh. I, we just... When we used to go, we'd go to several of them. Okay. But um, I don't know what the I'm plan is I'm told the good year. one is always in Shelly, so I'm assuming you're I'm just there. showing up. My friend this year, I think this may be his first year. He's down in Idaho Falls. He has a, it's called the Cowboy Warrior Ranch. On his ranch, he has a, like a. Spook alley. Spook, like whatever you call them. A haunted. Haunted ranch. Ranch, yeah. So I'm really excited. My brother-in-law, JT, has had, he's a a builder and he bought this plot of land that had this, that he was going to develop and it had this like warehouse thing on it that was just full of old junk and we turned that into a spook alley one year me and my family 
It was super fun. I remember Penny telling me about super that. Super scary. She had a blast. Yeah. All with of just the, the random stuff we all found. All the grown-ups were scaring the kids. Yeah. <laughs> just with whatever we found in the warehouse, like an old TV that just had static on it and something creepy about old cafeteria serving materials. Yeah, it sounds creepy. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah. And I, I should say, like, this isn't the first time I've been invited since we've been divorced or, like, the only time. It's just mm-hmm. the year it worked and I'm going this year. And it's fun that I get to go cool. with Penny. That'll so be fun. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, I think Sarah's going to go with you. Yeah. I need to ask your mom if that's okay if Sarah comes. I'm sure it is. I figured Do it was, it. but it'll be A really rite fun. of passage for these ladies. Yeah. Yeah. It's entering womanhood. It's so fun. And it's interesting because I remember when Steve and I got divorced thinking my relationship with his family wouldn't change. I wanted to keep sending birthday presents to all the nieces and nephews. I wanted to, like, I talked to your mom, I think, like, at least once a week for a while. And then it kind of spread out to once a month. And now it's just like occasionally when something comes up with Penny. I don't think our relationship, I mean, our relationship has shifted, but I still know your family loves and supports me. But I just don't think there's like that need to be in touch all the time. And I think when you first come out of a divorce, you want to keep that because it's one more thing you have to mourn is like that relationship changing. And so you think, I never want this to change. I never wanted this to change. And then as it shifts, it feels natural and right for it to change. At least it did for me. But it could look so many different ways of how that looks. So I still, I mean, I get along with your family very well for the most part, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Your sister was in town recently. You guys came and swam in our pool and hung out. Yep. Steve, do you feel like your relationship has shifted with my family? Yeah, it has. Uh, It's still good. Yeah. I was, like, heartbroken at the thought of losing your family when we were splitting up and divorcing. And I, I vividly remember riding my bike down this road in Oklahoma City and just... Like having to pull over because I was just sobbing, like legit tears over like losing Craig and Kathy of thinking of just picturing. I thought it was going to be awful. I thought they were going to hate me and want nothing to do with me. And anytime I had to like go pick up Penny or drop her off or whatever, that it would be like this super awkward interaction. And and that just broke my heart to think of that to the point that I literally cried about it. But that didn't happen. Yeah. And... It made me so happy that it didn't. Like, it didn't take long for your parents to, like, redefine. I mean, you and I redefined our relationship. Your parents did the same with me. Like, yeah, they don't feel like my in-laws anymore. Mm-mm. And they didn't afterwards. It just kind of, like, was a new, like, adult relationship. And, you know, I was like six months after all of it went down or I don't know how far after six months after what I don't know because <laughs> it all went down over and over but <laughs> but I remember your mom saying to me um, I think it was when I was picking up Penny or dropping her off or something when they were babysitting her and and your mom said uh, Steve I am just so glad that we all still love each other <laughs> and like gave me a big old hug and whatever and she's just always been wonderful to me and so is your dad and and your siblings, I always enjoy seeing them when they come to town. And Yeah. The relationship has changed, definitely. But it's it's still good. And I think what you said there about them being, like, 
adult friends type mm-hmm. situation is really what it feels like with your family for me too. Okay. It's like, these are people that I'm friends with. They don't feel like my in-laws anymore. And I know, and I cherish their relationship with Penny. Like I love that she's so excited to see her cousins and and all of those things. And I love hearing about that. And I think that's where I, what I was going to say is that with you, Steve, you know that Craig and Kathy are Penny's grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know that Jessica's siblings, her brothers, are her yes, uncles, uncles, yeah, and aunts, and therefore you you have that respect for sure. Mm-hmm. Of yes, we have this this these adult relationship and adult friends, but it's it's also goes deeper that you know that they are mm-hmm. part of Penny's life and they always will be, mm-hmm. right? So. And apart with both, and vice love versa. And re- yeah. With Jessica, she knows that you know yeah. your your parents are, you know, Penny's grandparents, and there is that that mutual respect there. They're all very influential people on our right. daughter. Mm-hmm. They all like, they all have an important role, and so it's important. I think that we're all able to navigate that. Then let's throw in one more layer to that. I've got a relationship with your parents, Matt. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Jan and Al are great. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't see them outside of just when I come over to a family event here in, in you guys' home, but I always enjoy them when I do. Well, and it's... S- super friendly. They've always made an attempt to get to know me personally and keep up to speed. And it's just, they're very personable and very, they're good people. Well, and like after they came home from their mission, they kept bringing up like, when are we going to get to meet Jalen? We want to meet Jalen. And I thought that was really cute too, that they definitely, they are cheering you on and your relationships and all of that. Very supportive, which is awesome and amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's nice that I'm not just someone who is around in their now grandkids life, but I'm actually someone in their life too, you know? Yeah. It's nice that they've made that effort. Yeah. We all have great families, I feel like, who have like been intentional about doing this. They were intentional in this process, just as all of us were in combining families and then divorcing and all of that. And so that's, I think, very lucky. A lot of the women I work with, not a lot, but I would say probably half of them lose the relationship with their in-laws very quickly. But I would be curious to know if... if- that number is because they don't have children together or because they have had children together? So I Anyways. have a theory. Okay. It's usually when there were... So the majority of women I work with have had a partner come out. I work with women who have experienced betrayal as well. And usually the issue is that in both of those cases, there was an emotional distance between the couple to begin with like the the partner that left wasn't emotionally open. So I'm working with the wife. They weren't emotionally open to the wife. And therefore, their families were also very unemotionally disconnected. disconnected. Mm-hmm. And so then when that split happens, it's like they don't know how to navigate it. And so they just cut it off because there wasn't a deep emotional connection in any way before that. They weren't able to have those conversations or to connect in that way. And so it just ended it. And I think it's really interesting to watch. There's also very much a factor of, you broke my child's heart. You're the bad guy. (laughs) 
Yeah, but it's in, the, in many of those aspects. But it's the opposite. Oh, okay. It's like the person who is getting left. Mm. That's the in-laws that are cutting it off. I'm not saying it doesn't go the other way as well. Right. But like many of these women that I work with, they want that relationship to stay. And they have kids. And so they're like, I want a relationship with my in-laws still. And then they feel abandoned on some level. Mm. And I mean, it's it's nobody's fault. And it's not right or wrong. It's just hard to navigate. But that's the thing that I usually see, Matt, that I've kind of gathered. It, that's not the case every time, but there's like an emotional, right. there's not the ability to connect that deeply emotionally, even when they were in the marriage. And then when it ended, it was just like, whoosh, done. Whoosh, whoosh, done. That's the sound of a relationship ending. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to um, a book called Conscious Uncoupling that I've been told for quite a while I need to listen to. It is so good. And it's exactly what you and I did without knowing it, Steve, like how we what, navigated what? our relationship after we divorced. We consciously uncoupled? Yep. Subconsciously we did it? No, we very consciously did it. <laughs> oh, okay. We just didn't know we were doing what this woman is talking about. Hmm. So it was very interesting. Matt. What? How? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounded like Did was you in just trouble. get in trouble, Matt? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what was your relationship like with your in-laws? Well, I still have most of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like now, or what was it? With your ex's in-laws, like, did that shift? I mean, with your ex's, ex's parents. His ex's in-laws are his parents. <laughs> yes. With your ex's parents. How did that shift when you guys divorced? Um, how do I say this? <laughs> it's been interesting. It's it it has. I mean, it's it's kind of been a roller coaster. Yeah, really. Yours definitely has. And it's it's really hard because I don't know, like, and not necessarily. I don't necessarily have to know anymore where I stand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I never truly know, like, where you stand. Where I stand with them. Yeah. I mean, I do know for a fact that they do respect me in the sense that I am H Hank and Sarah's dad. Yeah. And have been there ever and since. And they're supportive. Yeah. That's and um, so I know that they respect me for that. And I think that's one of the best things you can have coming out of this. Absolutely. It's just that respect. Yeah. You don't really need much more than that. Yeah. And I mean, even, even a little bit more like distant in-laws, like... I still maintain somewhat of a relationship. Like they'll wish me happy birthday or they'll, mm -hmm. you know, they'll reach out. In fact, I interviewed one of Anne's cousins for a job interview a couple weeks ago. They know and trust me. There's no hostility there's, there. There's no hostility that I know of. Yeah. And I don't know. There, there was a point where when Anne and I were going through the thick of it in like going back to court and trying to solidify some things. Yeah. The mediator basically called me out and said, what are you doing? Why are you trying to maintain a relationship in this extent with Anne's parents or really in-law? Yeah. It was with the in-laws. Mm -hmm. She basically smacked me on the head and said, knock it off. That's interesting. Because I was communicating so much with, with them. And I thought, okay, fine. I guess it's not my place. 
Yeah. Because I'm trying to be delicate here because I, I do I I do love them. I've I've appreciated them. I know you do. But I do know that they have a tendency to take sides. Yeah. And very much so that it can be damaging to relationships mm-hmm. for a period of time here and there. And that just makes me sad. And I yeah. and I You've been careful of how you I've, navigated yes. that. Yes. And I'm being careful of how I say it here because I don't want to I don't want to hurt their feelings in yeah. any way because that's not my intention. My intention no. is purely out of love of I just want the best for them. A hundred percent. And I've seen that in your relationship with them. Yeah. It's a genuine it, and I think they want the best for us genuinely. I have felt that. Yeah. And so it's been more of a I've had to navigate in the last few years of how much do I communicate with these individuals? Because uh, in the last few years... We haven't heard much from them, have you? Well, Anne's parents ended up getting divorced mm-hmm. from each other um, a few years back. And it's kind of they, they went their own ways. And they now have their own new relationships with mm-hmm. new significant others. And and I don't know their significant others. Yeah. And they've moved on, right? And so their significant others haven't gone through the experiences that I went through with Anne and they weren't there. Like, yeah. so they, so it's hard to relate to them. When you were in the picture, they weren't around. Right. And so it kind of shifts it. No, no history there. Right. Well, and I think it's interesting to like, oh, and it just totally fell out of my head what I was going to say. That's so interesting. That is interesting. So, that's really interesting, <laughs> No, guys. I mean, I've, I've, uh, so when Hank, uh, he went to junior national bowling tournament in Detroit. I spent a good time there with Ann's mom and I enjoy her. Like yeah. she's, she's good. To, she's good to be around and she's and it's, always nice she's to pleasant us. It's and, nice that she was there for her grandson too. Right, right. And that's the other thing is we appreciate their relationship with the kids. I, I guess know it's important. I guess to sum up my relationship that I have with them now, if I were to see them in the airport in a, or in a grocery store, I'd give them a massive hug yeah. and they'd give me a massive hug. <laughs> That's exactly right? what I thought. <laughs> and so it's it's not that I'll take that back. There there were some days or weeks or months that m- maybe I did feel like if I saw one of them, they might want to punch me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> depending on like what they'd heard about what they had you heard or about what me or what was going was. on and I don't and that's where it's it's been always hard for me to know exactly where I stood with them. So I've always had to have my guard up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, boundaries are healthy. They are. It's okay. And surely you understood that, I mean, they they have to be there for their daughter. Like, 100%. If, right, you know, if my kid is going through something tough like that, like, you better believe. You're on her side. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. There's a difference in... Because of your relationship with Anne, there's a difference in your relationship with her parents. Yes. Because like... There's a boundary set. Yeah. Well, and like Steve and I invite our families together for things with Penny. So like when she was baptized, let's just use that as an example. Like all Mm -hmm. of our families came together. That doesn't necessarily happen very often with your kids. No. Sporting events, yes. Like whoever shows up. We You're all there. show up. It's there. But yeah. that's not something where we're going to be sitting up with, hey, together. Everyone come or, over to yeah, our house afterwards. Let's go out to dinner. Like it's not that yeah. type of feel. Yeah, in fact, in fact, if I if I were to invite I'm just thinking about if if how Sarah would react tonight if her grandpa showed up 
at our house. She would freak out. It would make her uncomfortable. Like anxiety or... Yes. And mm-hmm. not because and it's she not... doesn't want to see her grandpa or anything. It's just because... Those worlds aren't mixed. Yes. Like that. It's not a comfortable space to have mm-hmm. a mix. And that's okay. Yeah. That's just where everything's at. Hmm. It is. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... I wish some things were different. Of course. Okay, but yeah, it's okay. And now we get to show up in a way that helps the kids feel comfortable. And that's our goal, is that the kids feel comfortable in those situations. And the reason I wanted Matt to bring up his experiences, too, is because I want people to know that this looks different for everybody. It's so different. And that's why we share here is just to give you an idea of ways it could look, ways it might look, and also open up the idea that it might look very different than what you thought. And that's okay. Yeah. It still works out. And there is a mourning process still of the relationship you had with that person and then what it morphs into just as you have to mourn the relationship you had with your partner and what that looks like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I guess my only thought, my only other thoughts were like with Anne's siblings, like you have a good relationship with Steve's siblings, mm-hmm. right? And Steve, you have a good relationship with Jessica's siblings. Like, mm-hmm. Again, with Anne's siblings, it's kind of this unknown of, I don't know where I stand with them. Yeah, we don't know. You don't know how From they're going to react. From month to month. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I really don't. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do respect them in the sense that I know that they're Hank and Sarah's aunts and uncles forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and so, you know, I want, and I want the best for them. I wish the best for them. So. Yeah. And I think, Matt, you're really good at feeling that out of letting it kind of see where things are at, depending on what's going on yeah. to make sure you're showing up in a way that people feel comfortable with and vice versa, Yeah, which is nice. You're good at that. Thanks. Good job, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it probably gets me in trouble, but. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, it can look very different. Every circumstance is going to be different. And what you initially think you want isn't always what you end up wanting. Like those things morph and change. Just as the relationship with your partner as you uncouple, as you leave the relationship, that shifts and morphs and becomes more comfortable. Why are you looking like that? I was just thinking about, I just memories are popping up. <laughs> Matt's going down memory lane now. I am. <laughs> And that's the other thing is like thinking back to the times I went to the haunted houses with Steve's family. Like I love those memories. And Penny and I were talking the other day about how Steve's family is just good at having fun. Like they just like to go have fun and do silly things and be silly together. And I love that about Steve's family. It does get pretty silly pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) If I could pick a word, it would be silly. (laughs) And so it's And that's what I told you when we just... When I got back from this lagoon trip. Yeah. I told you, you said, how was it? And I said, it was fun and it was silly. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how you guys connect. Mm -hmm. And the things that you can rely on for your family. One of the analogies that I picked up recently, and I'm trying to remember where I heard this. I'm not going to remember. So, but is the analogy of our relationships to different restaurants. So Steve can give me, let's say, Mexican food. And Matt dishes out 
Italian. Italian. I was going to say barbecue. Oh, okay. Because barbecue is like comfort food for me. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what the Mexican food means, but, but like I can't. <laughs> yeah. Poops and heartburn. I'm this. <laughs> I can't go to Steve. If I'm wanting Chinese food, Steve can only, only get only give me Mexican food. Chinese food come from I barbecue. No, but it's just I'm just saying like if I wanted Chinese food, I couldn't go to Steve to get it. I know I'm not getting barbecue from Steve. I get barbecue only from you, Matt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Matt's barbecue brings yeah. brings all the girls to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea being like Steve's family, I know what I'm gonna get. Like, I know I'm going to get this silly, fun time. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That when I'm in the mood for that type of thing, I know I can go and be with Steve's family and get that. And that's awesome. And just like you probably know what you get from my family. And like whether you can handle that at certain times or not. Like it's definitely, if you think about your relationships that way, you can understand I can go to this person when I am craving Chinese food and they are going to give me that. This person is so good at listening when I'm in the thick of stuff and I just need somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. That's the person I go to. So anyway, I just thought that when I was thinking about silly times, like those are the things I remember and cherish about being with your family. Mm, Chinese food sounds yummy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We just ate dinner. So... <laughs> Somebody bring Matt some Chinese food, please. <laughs> My last thought on this topic of these relationships with ex extended family and whatever, none of us chose the route or ended up with the route of like cutting off those relationships. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that isn't an option that might be right for some people. A hundred percent. If distance is going to be what's healthy for you, do that. And Yep. If straight up, what was the sound of an ending relationship, Jessica? No, that wasn't, that wasn't it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even make that sound. Try whistling. If <laughs> if that's what would be healthy for you, then do that. You know. And that's what it comes down to: is do what feels going to be healthy for feels you. Do be. what feels going to be. <laughs> Words are hard sometimes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> do what is going to be healthy for you. That hair's been driving me nuts on your Ooh, microphone. Why didn't you tell me it was there. <laughs> Whose hair was that? It was probably Penny's. <laughs> it was pretty white. It's yours. It was long. It's too long to be Steve's. Yours yeah. is very white at the moment. I know. I feel like I, was I finally ask you if he was trying I've been to go bleaching gray. this bleaching my hair for ten years. I feel like I finally figured out how to actually get it white. Good job. Yeah. Just in time for it to <laughs> fall out. Yeah. <laughs> You jerk. <laughs> Your I'm, hair's not thinny. I'm keeping this head of hair. It's, pretty, as, it's very still got, there. I got Grandpa Junior's hair. That's it's good. never going away. No, I got his eyebrows oh, too, Grandpa which is Junior. which is why I have to trim them once a week. I yeah, love too. Grandpa Junior. Yeah. <laughs> well, I trim mine I was, like once a month. I was but. missing him at Lagoon this weekend because I have good memories with Grandpa Junior at Lagoon. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't picture Grandpa Junior yeah. at Lagoon, but he I didn't know to, him until he was much older. Yeah, he used to come with us. That's so cute. I loved him. Yep. And his hook. The meat hook. The meat hook. <laughs> and he'd always call me his girlfriend. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, friends. Have a great day. Have a good week. Matt's going to go to bed now. Same. Yep. And Steve. It's bedtime. I'm going to go it's for a walk. It's been dark for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Steve. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, y'all. 
Hi, my friend. Before we end this episode, I wanted to remind you of just a couple things real quick. First of all, if you are navigating hard things in your relationship, if you are struggling with some of the things we talked about today of navigating how this looks with your in-laws and feeling the grief that comes in that process, please don't hesitate to reach out and schedule a free call with me today. This is the work that I do is helping you navigate these things. In fact, in group coaching, we just had a masterclass on how to set boundaries and navigate the holidays when we are going through something hard. And if you're like, man, I need something like that, please, please take one of the free spots I have for calls. I just offer a couple free spots a week for an initial coaching call to get you clear on what it is you're struggling with and to also discuss ways that we might be able to support you or that I might be able to support you moving forward and how you can support yourself. And as a reminder, there are a few spots left for the retreat. If you want to claim one of those, please go to the show notes as well, or you can go to doubledlogic.com forward slash January retreat and get all the details there. And we'd love to have you join us at the retreat. It really is a life-changing experience. And if you are thinking, man, life is hard right now. I want it to feel different next year. I want to gain clarity. I want to have peace. I want to feel safe. I want so many things to shift for next year. This is the perfect gift to give yourself right now so that you are setting yourself up for success next year. It is going to be the perfect way to start the new year. And also it is going to help you navigate this next year with more grace for yourself, more ease in your life and with less heaviness. So I would love to see you there. I am here cheering you on, my friend. If you need something, please don't hesitate to reach out. I am here for you. Sending you love. Take care.